Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Star Wars 7x7, episode 836. Today it's a Rebels briefing for you. We're looking at Hera's Heroes. It's episode 5 of the new season of Star Wars Rebels. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and Hera's Heroes is either episode 5 or episode 3 of the new season of Rebels, depending on how you're counting. Apparently some people are counting Steps into Shadow, that movie premiere they call it. I don't know why they call it a movie premiere when it's just two episodes in 40 minutes. How is that a movie? But, you know, alright, alright, I gotta let it go. It's episode 5, really, of Rebels for the season, and it features the return of Cham Syndulla, Hera's dad, and the leader of the rebellion on Ryloth. Now, this is your official warning that this is a spoiler-filled podcast, so if you haven't seen the episode yet and don't want it spoiled for you, then it's been nice talking to you, and I'll catch up with you on a later date when you've had a chance to watch the episode and you can come back and listen to this. But in the meantime, we are going to continue on, so... Here's where we get dropped into the middle of the action like any good Star Wars story should. Cham Syndulla and his associate Numa are on the run from the Imperials, and Hera and the Ghost crew swoop in to save the day, knock out the Imperials, and pick up Cham and Numa. Unfortunately, Cham has some bad news that the house has been taken over by the Imperials. Yes, the Syndulla family household, which is quite the palace actually, is now the prime residence for the Imperial garrison. But that's the least of their problems, as Cham Syndulla explains. I underestimated the commander, Captain Slavin. His previous attacks were clumsy, but this one was swift, precise, unlike him. So raise your hands, and if you're driving, only raise one hand, keep one hand on the steering wheel, if you figured that Thrawn was going to be involved in this somehow. Nobody in the Galactic Empire suddenly gets smarter, so... I have a feeling you, like me, saw Thrawn coming a mile away in this episode. So here's where the personal and the professional collide, as it were, because in the Syndulla compound is a family heirloom called a Calicori, which has no physical value, but it just has deep personal value. It is a history of generations of the Syndulla family, and each generation adds something to this Calicori and passes it down to the next generation, or as Sabine describes it, family history as a living art. Worthless to anyone and everyone except the Syndulla family to whom it is priceless, particularly to Hera. And so she decides, and this is the main thrust of the episode, that she is going to run a mission to infiltrate the Imperial Compound, which used to be her family compound, and steal the Calicori and get out of there. And despite the fact that it's a personal mission, of course, everybody decides to chip in. And so Ezra, having stolen a biker scout uniform, flies Hera to the compound, pretending that she is his prisoner, and walks her into the joint. 
and to help Hera and Ezra get by an Imperial patrol so that they can get to the compound without attracting suspicion, Kanan and the Ghost crew, or the remainder of the Ghost crew, and Cham and a few of his Twi'lek friends draw the Imperial patrol away through a canyon, and yeah, unfortunately, they don't exactly ditch them immediately. The patrol pretty much keeps chasing them down, and even to the point where when they pull a rocket launcher, the Twi'leks do, they shoot part of the canyon down to create a rock slide. They don't actually just blow up the <laughs> Scout Walker. I don't know why they didn't just destroy it right then, but eh, you know, small matters. So anyway, they get into the compound, and Chopper has already infiltrated the joint. He's in the main courtyard staring at a crashed Y-Wing when we see him, and Hera tells Ezra that that is the Y-Wing out of which Hera pulled Chopper during the Clone Wars. Hera says that Chopper has, quote, issues, unquote, with it, and... Yeah, that was probably one of the most intriguing little drops that they made in the middle of this that doesn't get explained any further. So I hope that sometime down the road they explore that a bit. That would be really fascinating, I think. Maybe it would explain a little bit of Chopper's quirkiness, perhaps. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So they get the Calicori and they try to make it out, but Thrawn captures them. And, of course, the Calicori is of particular interest to Thrawn. And Thrawn gives the line that he gave in the Season 3 trailer, so you probably remember hearing this one before. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. So now we know that during that scene, he was actually with Hera, and in Hera's father's office looking at the Sindula family portrait. And he also adds this line, too, which we've heard before. I study the art of war, work to perfect it, but you, you were forged by it. And the but you were forged by it line is new, actually, so we get the integration of it here, and we find out that he realizes exactly who he's talking to. He knows that he has Harris and Dula in his grasp, and also is able to anticipate the fact that Ezra is in the Biker Scout uniform, and zaps him, stuns him, and both are subsequently thrown into a prison cell. Now, Thrawn intends to keep the Calicori and has it transported to his ship, which for me, knowing Thrawn, I can't imagine something more dangerous in his hands. You know, a family heirloom of the Sindulas, that is going to tell him everything he needs to know to absolutely destroy Cham Sindula. That, to me, was possibly the worst thing that could have happened. And it's so strange to think of that, right? I mean, this is how effective Thrawn is as a character. And Dave Filoni said recently in an interview, actually in Star Wars Insider, and we're going to talk about Star Wars Insider tomorrow, but talked about in an interview how if you're going to take a character, particularly from the expanded universe, you don't just take the character and then rewrite the character to be whatever you need it to be. Like, you take the essence of the character and you roll with it. So knowing what we know about Thrawn, if you give him something that, as Sabine describes it, is family history as living art... I mean, you might as well give him a doomsday device as far as the Sindula family is concerned. And considering that the patriarch of the Sindula family is leading the Twi'lek Rebellion on Ryloth, and considering that the daughter of said patriarch is leading a rebel cell, yeah, this is really bad news. 
In fact, my friend Tim McMahon over at Less Than 12 Parsecs has said that he thinks this is going to be the Empire Strikes Back season comparatively for Star Wars Rebels. And, Tim, I gotta say, your comments are spot on because that's exactly how Dave Filoni describes this season of Rebels in the new issue of Star Wars Insider. Pretty amazing. And as a result, I think there's actually a good chance that Chamsundula dies in this season. As Filoni puts it there, moving from young kids to adolescents, the characters are. Of course, that can be very literal in terms of Ezra and Sabine, where they're just kids, but obviously Sabine is definitely less kid than Ezra was, and they're growing up in their own ways. We already know that Sabine is going to have a significant familial storyline, and that they're going to spend a good chunk of time on Mandalore in this season. But you can also grow up in other ways, and losing parent is certainly one way to do that, as unfortunate as it is. So, yeah, I think Cham is not long for the Star Wars galaxy, but I'd love to know what you think about that. Chime in with your comments at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. Oh, and I don't know if you caught on to this, but did you dig on the vampire-like music in the background when Thrawn was monologuing? Here's him saying it again. Listen to the music in the background. I study the art of war. Work to perfect it, but you, you were forged by it. Yeah, you can hear it, right? Very old school horror movie, right? Or if you're more of a comedy buff, it's like Herbert Lom as Chief Inspector Dreyfus from the Pink Panther movies. That's the Pink Panther Strikes Again where he's holed up in the middle of nowhere with his super laser that wipes out the UN building, but... I digress. Anyway, they asked Chamsundula to turn himself in in exchange for Hera, and of course he doesn't know that Chopper has broken Ezra and Hera out of their prison cell, and Hera says, find all of the explosives you can. Break into the Imperial Armory, Chopper, and get all the explosives, and Chopper does this with something approaching glee. They do all sorts of funny audio with him. He starts talking earlier in the episode where it sounds like he's saying blah, blah, blah to stormtroopers. But here he's running around with explosives and he's laughing maniacally. (laughs) And this one. The thunking noise you hear is, of course, the explosive devices being set. And there's a brilliant little moment right after that, a very tender father-daughter moment that is kind of funny considering what's about to happen. I am sorry, father. It's all right, Hera. Even I have been captured before. No, I'm sorry about the house. Chopper! Now, I've listened to that explosion about half a dozen times over, and I'm pretty certain there's a Wilhelm scream mixed in there. It's really subtle, but I don't think I'm imagining it. So if you picked it up too, or if you think I'm crazy, let me know at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode. So another scene that we saw from the Season 3 trailer we get here as well, where a missile gets launched from a stormtrooper, and this is the scene we saw... Kanan, even though he's blind, still steering it with a force, realizing it's coming, steering it with a force and making it crash into an Imperial Scout Walker. So that was very cool to see that integrated as well. They take off, and despite Captain Slavin's surprise, Thrawn lets them go. And you know, of course, he has a master plan. He says they've earned their victory today, and it's probably 
slightly true maybe but they didn't really earn it because they had to fly by Thrawn's ship and they just got lucky that Thrawn decided not to attack but of course Thrawn is thinking many many moves ahead in this chess match now Taylor Gray did an interview in Star Wars Insider magazine and he talked about Thrawn and one of the things that he says is at times it seems like he Thrawn's letting the rebels run all over but it's because two episodes later he's going to completely flip the switch It's very different. He's a strong guy. You can tell by the way everyone else in the Empire talks to him and reacts to him. He's beautifully animated, but terrifying. So, yeah, this may be, I don't know, this could be the case where it looks like he's letting him run, and two episodes later, I don't know, do we take this literally, Taylor? I'm not sure, but we could have a switch flip coming. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, when Taylor was doing the interview, he was probably many more episodes down the road in the production of Star Wars Rebels than we are right now, so... It's all a mystery waiting to unfold. So that is going to do it for our recap, our briefing on Rebels Season 3, Episode 5, Hera's Heroes. And I've got a trivia question for you after the break, so stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, I'm back with your trivia for you. So last time I asked you for the number of systems that Han Solo said there would be pieces of them found in if they didn't get the hyperdrive fixed on the way to Takadana. K2, what do you think? How did our listeners do on this one? There is a 97.6% chance of failure. Wow, no faith at all. There's more of that uncomfortable honesty for you. I personally thought you would get it right, and the number's three. And today's question, what does Ray do to fix the hyperdrive problem? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you give your droids to Jabba the Hutt, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a gift, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.